Chapter 8 of Australian Legendary Tales Folklore. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Australian Legendary Tales Folklore by Mrs. K. Langlow Parker. Chapter 8 Weeda the Mockingbird. Weeda was playing a great trick on the blackfellows who lived near him. He had built himself a number of grass nunus more than twenty. He made fires before each to make it look as if someone lived in the nunus. First he would go into one nunu, or humpy, and cry like a baby, then to another and laugh like a child. Then in turn, as he went the round of the humpies, he would sing like a maiden, corroboree like a man, call out in a quavering voice like an old man, and in a shrill voice like an old woman. In fact, imitate any sort of voice he had ever heard and imitate them so quickly in succession that any one passing would think there was a great crowd of blacks in that camp. His object was to entice as many strange black fellows into the camp as he could, one at a time, then he would kill them and gradually gain the whole country round for his own. His chance was when he managed to get a single black fellow into his camp, which he very often did. Then by his cunning he always gained his end and the black fellow's death. This was how he attained that end. A black fellow, probably separated from his fellows in the excitement of the chase, would be returning home alone, passing within earshot of Weeda's camp. He would hear the various voices and wonder what tribe could be there. Curiosity would induce him to come near. He would probably peer into the camp, and only seeing Weeda standing alone would advance towards him. Weeda would be standing at a little distance from a big glowing fire, where he would wait until the strange black fellow came quite close to him. Then he would ask him what he wanted. The stranger would say he had heard many voices and had wondered what tribe it could be. So he had come near to find out. Weeda would say, But only I am here. How could you have heard voices? See, look around. I'm alone. Bewildered, the stranger would look around and say in a puzzled tone of voice, Where are they all gone? As I came, I heard babies crying, men calling and women laughing. Many voices I heard, but you only I see. And only I am here. The wind must have stirred the branches of the balar trees, and you must have thought it was the wailing of children, the laughing of the gugugaga you heard, and thought it the laughter of women, and mine must have been the voice as of men that you heard. Alone in the bush as the shadows fell, a man breathed strange fancies. See by the light of this fire, where are your fancies now? No women laugh, no babies cry, only I, Weeda, talk. As Weeda was talking, he kept edging the stranger towards the fire. When they were quite close to it, he turned swiftly, seized him and threw him into the middle of the blaze. This scene was repeated time after time, until at last the ranks of the blackfellows living round the camp of the weeder began to get thin. Mullion the eagle hawk, determined to fathom the mystery, for as yet the blackfellows had no clue as to how or where their friends had disappeared. Malian, when Biaga, his cousin, returned to his camp no more, made up his mind to get on his track and follow it, until at length he solved the mystery. After following the track of Biaga, as he had chased the kangaroo to where he had slain it, on he followed his homeward trail. Over stony ground he tracked him, and through sand, across plains, and through scrub. At last in a scrub, and still on the track of Biaga, he heard the sounds of many voices, babies crying, women singing, men talking. Peering through the bush, finding the track, took him nearer the spot whence came the sounds. He saw the grass humpies. Who can these be? he thought. The track led him right into the camp, where alone Weeda was to be seen. Mullion advanced towards him and asked, 
where were the people whose voices he had heard as he came through the bush? Weeda said, How can I tell you? I know of no people. I live alone. But, said Mullion, the eagle hawk, I heard babies crying, women laughing, and men talking. Not one, but many. And I alone am here. Ask of your ears what trick they played you, or perhaps your eyes fail you now. Can you see any but me? Look for yourself. And if, as indeed it seems, you only are here, what did you do with Biaga, my cousin, and where are my friends? Many are their trails that I see coming into this camp, but none going out. And if you alone live here, you alone can answer me. What know I of you or your friends? Nothing. Ask of Balu the moon, who looks down on the earth by night. Ask ye the sun that looks down by day. But ask not Weeda, who dwells alone, and knows naught of your friends. But as Weeda was talking, he was carefully edging Mullion towards the fire. Mullion the eaglehawk, too, was cunning, and not easy to trap. He saw a blazing fire in front of him. He saw the track of his friend behind him. He saw Weeda was edging him towards the fire, and it came to him in a moment the thought that if the fire could speak, well, could it tell where were his friends? But the time was not yet come to show that he had fathomed the mystery, so he affected to fall into the trap. But when they reached the fire, before Weeda had time to act his usual part, with a mighty grip Mullion the eagle horse seized him, saying, Even as you serve Biaga the hawk, my cousin and my friends, so now serve I you. And right into the middle of the blazing fire he threw him. Then he turned homewards in haste to tell the blackfellas that he had solved the fate of their friends, which had so long been a mystery. When he was some distance from Weeda's camp, he heard the sound of a thunderclap, but it was not thunder, it was the bursting of the back of Weeda's head, which had burst with a bang as a thunderclap, and as it burst, out from his remains had risen a bird, Weeda, the Mockingbird, which bird to this day has a hole at the back of his head, just in the same place as Weeda the Blackfellow's head had burst, and whence the bird came forth. To this day Weeda makes grass playgrounds through which he runs, imitating as he plays in quick succession any voices he has ever heard, from the crying of a child to the laughing of a woman, from the meowing of a cat to the barking of a dog, and hence his name Weeda, the Mockingbird. End of chapter 8